Welcome to this week's episode of Cookies, Couches, and Conversation. As always, I am your host, Mallory Pettinger. If this is your first time joining me, thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate you tuning in. And if it's not your first time and you're just coming back for more, thank you for still sticking with me. We have some great stuff coming up. First and foremost, if you aren't following us on social media, you need to do that ASAP. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Cookies, Couches, and Conversation. You need to be doing that because next announcement, we are going to start a series of giveaways. I am extremely excited about that because I never thought so fast that I would be in a place to be able to do stuff like that. But the podcast is growing tremendously. The word is getting out. It's going to continue to get bigger because I have some stuff that's coming up that I'll tell you guys about later. But for right now, we're going to do these giveaways. It's going to be several giveaways and you're going to need to be following us on social media to participate. Next order of business, I need to give a huge shout out to this week's sponsor as well as the sponsor for our very first giveaway, Girl Dad Soap. The founder and crafter of Girl Dad Soap is Travis Gill. I I met Travis online and he was extremely happy and excited to be a part of the Cookies, Couches and Conversation podcast. And he jumped at the opportunity not only to advertise his business, but to partner up with us to help get the word out for both his business and our podcast. So thank you so much for that. We'll talk about what that giveaway is shortly, but trust me, you'll want to keep listening. Travis also has a really inspiring and encouraging story about reaching sobriety in your 30s and your 40s. And I think that subject is a lot more relatable and common than we realize. So we're going to make sure that we get him on the show at some point so he can kind of discuss his journey and hopefully encourage somebody who's currently going through the same or even somebody that went through the same and just needs to hear that somebody understands what they went through. Make sure you stick around to the end of the show to hear more information about the giveaways that are coming up and how you can enter to win this very first one sponsored by Girl Dad Soap. But for now, you know what to do. I'm going to need you to grab your cookies. I'm going to need you to grab your drinks, your blankets, your comfy spot on the couch, and let's get into some conversation. We are going to keep going today with the self-series part two, finding yourself after marriage. If you remember part one, it was finding yourself after parenthood. Okay, boom, we talked that through. We worked on that. We got through that. But how do you find yourself after marriage? You got married. Yay. Congrats. It's the best thing that ever happened to you. You are completely in love. This is your person. You could not imagine your life with anybody else. They just do everything for you. You have all the feels. Oh my God. It's so wonderful, right? You've met the person that you feel like you have been searching for your whole romantic life. You're in that honeymoon phase. Everything is just fantastically great. You do everything together. You go everywhere together. You want to spend all of your time together. There are such huge efforts on both parts to be thoughtful and caring and to love on one another. You're completely selfless at that point. All you can think about is making your husband's life better, making your wife's life better, just establishing yourselves as husband and wife, as a married couple, and just enjoying everything about that moment. I kind of um, refer to this as like the defining phase. 
there's so much about who you are as a married couple and the things that you want and don't want in your marriage that you at this point start to define and kind of outline for yourselves. You start comparing yourselves to other married couples and um, couples in your family and just kind of figuring out where you fit in and all of that. And you really just kind of start to build your marital foundation, the things that you're going to build your marriage on. And that's wonderful. That is the most exciting thing to start doing because it starts to settle in like, oh my God, we really got married. I know me and my husband on a a probably frequent basis, especially within that first six months, we were like, whoa we're really married now. We really bought a house. Like It was just, we knew it, we felt it, but it was just kind of feeling like we were in a fantasy that was now reality. And we were just kind of floating on the cloud. Honestly, we still are, but that's just who we are. But that's kind of what that beginning feels like. Then you start to get into that groove that I call settling in. Okay, now that kind of airiness and floating is starting to come down and it's settling in like, okay, we're really married. We started to build something and now we can kind of settle into a routine. And that's kind of when life starts kicking up. Everything is going back to normal. Things get busy and you start trying to make a concerted effort that you need to invest more of yourself to continue to keep yourself on that high as much as you can, right? So you start to just make yourself a little bit more selfless in that maybe you don't go and do as many things out with friends and family that you did before because you want to spend time with your husband. You want to spend time with your wife. Maybe you don't go and you stay in certain places when you do go, as long as you used to, because you want to get home and make sure you're being intentional with your husband and your wife. And all of that is perfectly fine. And it's normal. And it's what you should do. I don't believe anybody should just give up everything. That's not something that I am an advocate of. But once you get married, you have to kind of start to compromise some of those things to make sure that person that you gave those vows to understands you have every intention on keeping those and not because you said so, but because your actions show that. So you got married, you hit that honeymoon phase hard. I'm going to be the best wife and husband I can be, right? Then you started to settle into that groove a little bit. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to make sure I am there a hundred percent. So from here, Now you've settled in. Now romance is a little bit harder to come by because everything has become routine. Now time together is more so scheduled and hit and miss because time for each other is like not so much spontaneous anymore, but you need to schedule it because it's just so routine. Things have tapered off a bit. So maybe now you're looking for ways to spice things up. You're looking for ways to kind of keep it interesting. And that last bit of yourself, that last bit of your individuality that you had, you start to feel a little bit guilty to use and to take advantage of because 
your marriage needs a little work and not because you guys are fighting or not because you guys have issues, just because after a while, if you don't continuously find ways to maintain that high, eventually it's going to go low. And so then you get to a place where you realize everything that you do centers around your marriage and centers around sustaining your marriage. Every place that you cannot go is because, oh, my wife would be upset with me if I did that and I haven't done this with her. Or my husband would be so mad if I went out and did this and I haven't been home and made him a good meal or spent any time with him. You're just finding it difficult at this point to maintain yourself without neglecting your marriage. And then you neglect yourself trying to sustain a marriage high, I guess is the way I want to put it. So when you've come to that realization that you don't know what you are or who you are outside of trying to make sure you keep a happy and healthy marriage, what do you do? Girl Dad Soap is a fantastical soap company for rad dads and bomb moms. With whimsical colors and fragrant scents, their natural soap brand has a bar for everyone. Whether you're a brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, or a criminal, we've got you covered. Fist pump with confidence in you. Follow Girl Dad Soap on Instagram at Girl Dad Soap or Facebook at Girl Dad Soap Company for more. I'm going to paint a picture by using myself as an example. Okay, so I was raised by a Christian household, a Christian family all the way around. And I was raised by women who were raised by women who taught them that women behaved a specific way in marriage. So my whole life, as it pertains to becoming a a woman and a wife, I was taught that you are to be a caregiver, a listener. Um, You're to be your husband's peace when he comes home. You're there to not be a servant, but to serve your husband because that's who you are. Your heart has to be big and you have to be willing to be a refuge for your husband. And I still believe all of those things to this day. If you ask my husband, my husband will tell you, and he's the same way with me, but he'll tell you that my personality is to be a giver first. And he has to tell me, babe, like you need to know I got this. I'll be okay. You focus on you. You worry about you. But that is just my inherent nature because that is the way I was raised. And I appreciate those women for raising me that way. The other part of that, that I wish I couldn't have, I could have gotten, I'm sorry. The other part of that, that I wish I could have gotten is to not allow my desire to do those things for my future husband one day to diminish my self-worth and my identity. There was a lot of time spent learning to be a good wife and a good woman, but I could have absolutely used some more training is what I want to call it 
in learning to be a good me, a strong me, a confident me, a me that wasn't dimmed just because I got married. So when I did get married, this is I, this is my first marriage I'm speaking of. When I did get married, I dove head first right in. Everything that I did revolved around my marriage, my husband at that time. And that was like my my zero focus. I had tunnel vision on being the wife that I was prepared to be for my entire life. What I didn't realize was happening over all those years was that I was not making friends. I was not taking care of myself. I was not doing things for myself. I was losing every piece of who I was inside of that marriage to the point that when that marriage didn't work out and I went through the divorce, I was more terrified of who I was and how I was going to make it just by being me. Like that was a legitimate concern for me. I had no idea who I was outside of my marriage because everything over all those years that I was and that I put out revolved around that marriage. And that's kind of where you get to when you don't put a focus on yourself and only put a focus on marriage. It's it's perfectly fine and possible to focus on both. But doing that requires intentionality. And a lot of times we just let that fall by the wayside. I'll give you another example. I am in several um, local moms groups and I see often posts like, um, I want to do this for my husband. It costs this amount of money. Um, I don't know what to do. Should I get it? Should I not? Should I do it? Should I not? I would never spend this kind of money on me, but he really enjoys this. He really likes this. Does anybody have any recommendations? What are your opinions? So the very first thing that they do within that is say what they don't deserve. And they're not physically saying that they don't deserve it. But by saying, I would never do this for me, makes it clear that they're willing to do things for their husband, for their marriage, that they wouldn't even do for themselves because they don't value themselves enough. Another thing, I've seen a thousand posts by wives who are conflicted with whether they should feel a certain way or not because they feel like they take so much time and put so much effort into validating their husband's feelings and concerns. But when it comes to them, they don't feel seen nor heard. And then they feel bad and they question whether it's okay that they feel bad. They they say things like, um, am I just like, am I just taking it too hard? Um, am I crazy? Just, it's, it's interesting that a person will make themselves crazy before they validate their own feelings. But when you get lost in a marriage, that's what happens. Everybody's feelings are more important than yours because you no longer have an identity, a a self-esteem, a self-worth that tells you my feelings are never crazy. 
my feelings are valid and my feelings need to be heard and my feelings need to be resolved. On the flip side of that, I've seen husbands and really men in general, but as it pertains to this subject, I've seen husbands who feel like they can't go to their wives because they've gotten so lost into being the idea of what a husband is supposed to be that going to their wives about certain things is going to um, garner a reaction, a bad reaction that they either don't want to deal with or they can't deal with it. So instead of being able to verbalize their feelings and verbalize the things that they want and need, they internalize it all and they just let it just dwindle away. So on their side of things, they're losing themselves in their marriage to the point that they can't even speak up for themselves and what they want and what they need because they don't feel like it's going to be received. I've also seen husbands, wives as well, but a lot in husbands who give up extremely important things to them because the marriage and the wife is more important than the things that are important to them. And that is completely sad. I mean, that is beyond sad. I've seen and talked to husbands who love to work on cars and they sold their cars because the wife wasn't appreciative of the car or the wife didn't find that hobby to be important enough to spend money on it and spend time on it. I've seen husbands give up things that they like to do actively because the wife felt like they needed to be home more. So instead of them having an outlet that made them happy, an outlet that got, got them some physical activity and, and companionship with their friends, they just needed to be at home. And outside of what we're talking about right now, that is probably one of the biggest things that's going to shoot a marriage towards divorce. Individuality is important. And a lot of people feel like once you get married, the individual needs to die. And that's not correct. At least no no successful marriage that I've seen has made it so that you cannot be an individual and also be a partner within your marriage. So you went through that honeymoon phase. Wonderful. You started to settle in. Okay, I can see this. We're getting into a routine. Great. Then you settled in and you realized, you know what? What's going on here? Who am I? Why have I lost myself in this marriage? And what do I do? Fix it. That simple. Fix it. And I know it sounds easier than it probably is, but when it boils down to it, all that you can do is fix it. You either continue down the path that you're going on or you stop and you fix it. Simple as that. Fixing it can be as simple as carving out time for yourself saying, okay, we're going to make sure we spend time together, but I absolutely need to spend a little bit of time with myself doing something for myself. It could be um, speaking up for yourself. If you don't like something, if something makes you uncomfortable, if something hurts your feelings, men, yes, you need to say it hurts my feelings. Say that. I don't like that. I don't like when you do that. When you do that, it makes me feel a certain way. And I just feel like maybe we don't have to say that like that. Maybe we don't have to do that like that. Speak up for yourself. Have more self-worth and confidence in yourself 
to make change in the way things are going down within your household. Make time to go see friends. Make time to make friends. I mean, we talked about me and my struggles making friends, but when I do meet people and I bring that to my husband, my husband is the first person to send me out the door if something is going to happen or tell me to invite my friends over or whatever the case may be, because he understands and I understand the importance of outside companionship with friends. Ask to compromise for things when it comes to activities for you and your spouse. Maybe we're doing it together, but how about this time we can do something that's really important to me or we can do something that's really important to you and we switch for the next time. That way you're still getting your time together, but you're still getting to satisfy that individuality within you that makes you feel good about yourself. Find a self-development activity, whether that's working out, whether that's reading, a new hobby, whatever. Find something that's going to help to make you better because the better you are inside, the easier it is for you to stay connected to yourself and not get lost in trying to be something for somebody else. But at the end of this all, I am saying fix it. It's not unfixable. It's definitely fixable. You didn't lose yourself completely. You just lost yourself within a relationship. And it is always possible to find yourself again. You just have to be intentional about doing so. And you have to be real with yourself that it did happen. And you don't need to feel guilty about that. I love my husband dearly. But if I started to feel like I was slipping outside of myself and I was slipping away and not being me feel like I didn't feel me anymore. I have a relationship with my husband where I can just go say that to him and he's going to say, okay, so what do we need to do to fix it? Once you realize that's what's happening, tell yourself, I'm going to fix it. Even have a discussion with your husband or your wife and say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling and I need to fix it. And maybe they can help you. They don't have to be outsiders and bystanders in this whole process. They can suggest things for you. They can do things with you that are going to help you feel like yourself again. But absolutely, you need to fix it. I will be the first to admit that it's extremely hard to choose yourself for the sake of being a better you for your relationship. But it is absolutely necessary. And once I did that for myself... This this world just seemed like it was completely different. I had a whole new outlook on life. I felt so much better and it made me a better partner for my current husband because now I went into the relationship with a different mindset from the beginning. Don't lose myself. And then there's nothing for me to struggle with within our marriage from a personal point of view. And that just has made things completely different going into this marriage and this relationship that I have with my husband. And it has helped so, so, so much. And on that note, that is going to do it for me. Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you to Girl Dad Soap for being a sponsor for this episode. I really appreciate it. Guys, you need to try these soaps. You need to get into this contest to win these soaps because you are going to be amazed. Make sure you are following us on some form of our social media because you're going to need to do two things to enter the contest. You're going to need to follow us and leave something in the comments saying, 
here I am, here I am, here I am. And you're going to need to tell me two things from the third episode and the second episode. From the third episode, I want to hear or I want you to write, I should say, something that my guest Jaime Zavios said that he did when he first started to go into acting. And from the second episode, give me one of the things that I said to help you come out of losing yourself in parenthood. That'll do it for me. And I'm out.